This is Aubrey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 414 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host. First up, we've got the expert. It's Mr. Mark Markellis Ray. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield is still away on assignment, so we brought in another member of the family coming off the bench. Uh, Amanda, how the hell are you? I'm like amazed that this is not for uh, Fast and Furious, so I appreciate you guys having me back earlier. Thank you. (laughs) Don't think you're getting out of it. (laughs) I know I'm not. It's okay. Even though it's not Fast 10, your seatbelts, which I'm sad about, not going to lie, but (laughs) thank you. You will definitely still be Fast 10-ing your seatbelt when the time is right. Oh, God. I mean, what's left at this point besides dinosaurs, so definitely. Oh, God. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Locusts. (laughs) They're running out of things. I mean, really. They really are (laughs) locusts. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we did space, so, I mean, dinosaurs, son. Have they gone underwater yet? Actually, I don't think they have. No, they've they so dinosaurs underwater. Belt, the way of water. <laughs> oh, God. The they, Avatar 4. <laughs> they did fight a submarine, but it was above the ice, right. so I don't know right. if that counts. Oh, I remember that. Okay. This uh, family is a fortress, Mark Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the newest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right, guys. It's Thor Love and Thunder. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Amanda, how the hell are you? It's been a while put me on the spot um i'm good um i mean i don't know i think probably the highlight this weekend was um being at the beach so that was nice Ooh, um but what i'm beach burned did you go was, to um one next to newport in rhode island um so i mean I, I look a little bit like a raccoon um but otherwise it was a good time uh so yeah so that, that's what's new on my end was it like you just hung out on the beach suntanning were you swimming what exciting things and... do you do at the beach amanda I didn't do much of the swimming because uh, a lot of those beaches this time of year have a lot of uh, a seaweed problems. So it gets pretty gross. Um, <laughs> but I did uh, eat a lot of the the dells. If you guys have had that, it's totally a Rhode Island thing. No, what is that? It, it is like a, um, it's I've, I've seen it a few times out of Rhode Island, but it's totally a Rhode Island thing. It's kind of like a um, Italian ice, but it's more of like a slush, and oh, the yeah. traditional flavor is like a lemon, and it's really good. Um, but that's kind of something you can always get when you're on one of those beaches in that area. So I usually eat lots of those and then just kind of hang out. And then when I've had enough with the sun, I leave. It, it's that exciting. Um, but I probably should have left earlier considering uh, you could definitely tell I was wearing sunglasses the entire time. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's good. I wasn't also wearing a mask because uh, good Lord, that'd be fun going to work. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it, made it here today and you, uh, you're not you know, sunburned too bad. So that's good. No sun poisoning. Markellis Reagan's. Yet, nope. 
the expert. How the hell are you? I am good. I'm good. I've been uh, looking at the calendar and realizing there's a lot of conventions that's coming up like soon. And, uh, this dra- month is a lot. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, Dragon Con is like rearing its ugly head like in th- less than less than two months away. So I am like, man, I really got to get moving. <laughs> I really got to get things in order in order to make this trip eventful or at least fun. So, yeah, I'm feeling the the, the convention pressure right now. That's where my life is. Are you definitely going to Dragon Con? You know, that was up in the air a little bit. This year, yes. Yeah. I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to Dragon Con. If I only go to one con this year, it's gonna be Dragon Con. And this might be my last one for a while, but I'm definitely going to this one. Well, it's a good thing you're not only going to one con this year. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I understand that feel because I I look at the schedule and it's like as we record this, uh coming up in the weekend is Plastic City and then the weekend after that is Springfield Comic Con, which yep. I don't know how that's going to be, but it's the first Sounds annual. Like a wild time. Yeah, first annual. The, the first <laughs> annual question mark <laughs> Springfield <laughs> Comic Con. It's been postponed like multiple times because of COVID, and uh, I don't know. Sure. They're, they're, it's got a weird vibe to it. To be honest with you, it's got a weird vibe, but it's a con, and it's like. 20 minutes from our house, so of course we're going to go check it out. I don't know if we're going to spend a long period of time there, but we're at least going to go check it out. Well, I hope they have a second year. <laughs> I hope they have a first year, to be honest with you. <laughs> that too. It should be themed to what if. I think they'd be totally on point. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Terrific Con coming up, and then we've got uh, Fan Expo Boston coming up, Mark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just you guys are got. Kill it with a vitamin C. That's right. I just got confirmation today. I. We'll be on a panel at uh, Fan Expo Boston, some sort of panel about movies. I don't know what we're going to be discussing because generally my reaction is always like, like somebody's like, do you want to do this? And they're like, and they start like explaining everything. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'll do it. Yeah, it's whatever. (laughs) So I don't exactly know. What did you find out? Yeah, I don't don't know. Today (laughs) I found out. So so, uh, I'll be working with uh, Ship It Studios, I guess, is putting on a uh, a panel about Mm -hmm. Something about movies and myself and them and some Ooh. other podcasters will be. I have no idea. We'll be. Uh, yeah, they'll be uh, talking about something about movies, but it hasn't been finalized what yet. But that's that's the plan for uh, Fan Expo Boston, at least. So, yeah. And you're not going to any of these, Mark. Yes, <laughs> that oh, is you're going true. To Springfield. You're going to Plastic City. Yeah, right now. I, I know. It's you, you. Now that you've mentioned this possible train wreck at Fan Expo Boston, <laughs> oh. my curiosity has peaked. <laughs> I'm good at anything. Hey, it's it's faking my way through shit in front of groups of people. So I'm not too worried about it. My, my fingers are crossed. It is going to be like the best art house movies of the past 10 years. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. When is this happening? So right. I can also be there. Exactly. Uh, Mark and I will be Barbie, taking notes. Um, <laughs> Minions Rise of Gru. Um, uh, Damn. And yeah. jo- Joey, how is your week, dude? Oh, it's good. I, I am absolutely freaking exhausted today. Just like wiped the F out. I went to the movie. Like I had a busy weekend. So Saturday, went, we went to the movies. We saw Thor. Sunday, and this is in between like, you know, all the other stuff we would normally do on a weekend, like running errands and going grocery shopping and blah, 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 um, doing laundry. And then Sunday, we went to my dad's for a cookout uh, with my dad's side of the family who had much most of which I hadn't seen. 
uh, for a couple of years just because it's t- different things. My cousin uh, and her husband were there and he usually is working like overseas and stuff. So it's, a lot of times they're not around and my aunt was here. So I got to see a lot of uh, my dad's side of the family that I hadn't seen in a while. And it was cool. You know, we went to my dad's house, we had cookout, everything was fun. Uh, but it, it was later in the day. So like they started at three o'clock. Now for me, I would like, all right, let's get to your house around like noon. And then the food's ready at like one. <laughs> no, so you're saying they, the potato salad was gone. <laughs> no, but they, uh, okay. they, they, they start, we, they started at three. So like, uh, the okay. party starts at three o'clock and then. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted on the way over. I drank an energy drink in the car and then I was okay. And then, you know, party and everything's fine. Everything's fun. We had a cake for dessert. I had a big piece of cake frosting all over it. And then we go home and everything's fine. Everybody was cool. I had a good time seeing everybody. I I just couldn't sleep last night. Like I just tossing and turning nonstop. <laughs> I don't think I fell asleep till close to 4 a.m. And I had to get up at 645 for work. So I probably got like two and a half hours of sleep last night. You know, halfway through the day, I'm at work. I'm dying, like dragging ass, and I'm message my wife, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm dying. I didn't sleep very well last night. What a what a terrible day today's been. I haven't slept very well." And she's like, "Oh, I didn't sleep very well either." I'm like, oh, that sucks. The two of us were a good pair when neither of us got any sleep. And then my son uh, was in the family chat and was like, "I didn't I didn't get much sleep last night either." It was because the cake, the frosting had oh, uh, cappuccino boy. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something in the cake. I was waiting for that. Right. It was, uh, no, it was really good cake, but like no one, Mm -hmm. I I had no idea it was like cappuccino infused frosting. It was all over the cake. So it was cappuccino plus my second energy drink of the day. I didn't sleep at all last night. Sounds amazing though and worth it. Um, (laughs) It was really good. And like I said, it was fun to see my family and stuff, but man, it was, I I, I was a mess all day. Mondays are my, we're recording this on Monday uh, to the listeners out there. Mondays are my early days. So I go in uh, early on Mondays and, and it was just like, oh, my God, by like one o'clock, I was I was practically under the table. I was ready to just go home, go to bed. But we did it. So you got to bring through. a surprise cake. you got to bring a cake to the next function that you guys get together at. Just like not say what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what I should put in it. I'll yeah, put, right. Uh, Flaming hot Mountain Dew in it or something. I don't know. Oh, God. Or you could do like that super old uh, little rascal skit where there's just like all sorts of prizes inside the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of the prizes alfalfa's cowlick? One of them is a brush, actually. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> like, oh, I want cake? a brush. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's cake. Do any girls pop out of the cake? No, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. you could bring one of those. I'm sure that'd be great. <laughs> That's pretty disappointing. But so that that was my weekend. Uh, I just just a mess today because I because I could not sleep. But enough about us, no. Marcellus Reagans. Please, let's talk some more about us while you tell the listeners where they can find more. So was your podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Now, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. 
we have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. I want to ask you something. What? Where are you from? You're not from Guilin, are you? I... I'm from Japan. Japan? I know it. It's a foreign country, right? Oh, God, that doesn't get old. <laughs> you love that, Mark, don't you? I do love it. All right. Well, we're going to talk all about Thor, Love and Thunder, the latest the Marvel Cinematic Universe from Taika Waititi. As always, we're going to start off non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen it yet and you just want to know what we thought, you'll be safe. And then Mark will play the sound drop delineating spoilers so you can know it's time to bounce. And then the rest of you can stick around while we talk a little more in depth. But before we get into the movie, Amanda, how was your theater going experience? Oh. I know you are uh, a connoisseur of film, so it must have been a very upper crust movie theater no, experience for you it was not um, <laughs> um probably my favorite movie theater experience um has ever has been uncut gems i don't know if you guys know that story but somebody got slugged at the end of the movie which was wow. like <laughs> went along perfectly with the movie itself like literally slugged and then the guy took off and people had to wrestle him while they called the police in the parking lot um i didn't have anything that exciting happen um, there were probably, I mean, but people came pouring into the theater, like after the m- movie already started, which I've noticed has been a trend lately. Like people just don't care about the trailers or being on time, which is just super annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, especially you're going to pay that much to go. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't just like one or two people. It'd be like a school bus worth of people and they would just pile in. And I like to pick a spot cause I know that this is going to happen and we're probably going to get up for seconds or thirds. So I'm usually like way off to the side on the end somewhere. Um, but no, all, all of these busloads of people came in in front of me, you know, so I'll probably like 10, 15, 20 minutes into the movie. It was still happening. So oh. my theater didn't get full until we're, you know, almost half an hour in of an almost two hour movie. Oof. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, just why wouldn't you just I mean, this movie is like playing every 30 minutes. Like, so like, why don't you just pick the next time if you're going to be late? But uh, that was probably I mean, it was definitely not my worst experience, but it, I guess it was just your average you know, 2022 movie experience for me. OK. All right. Yeah. I, I commiserate with you there. Uh, it happened this time when I went to the movies oh, and in nice. multiple times in the past uh, few months. Just like you said, people just yeah. showing up mm-hmm. middle of the previews, like middle of the opening credits, like. What are you doing? I don't care. Like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm the same as you. Like I consider like going to the movies like sacred. Like I want to, I want to see new yep. I want to I want to save yep. the galaxy with my phone on the screen <laughs> with Maria Menounos <laughs> yeah. first before the movie starts. I want to see the damn Eminem commercial where they're like, no, yep. this is an envelope. Like I want to see all that shit <laughs> every single time. And then people just rolling in like 15 minutes after the movie starts. The only good part about that was when some people rolled in in the middle of the girl getting beat by her dad in black phone and they just left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if maybe they thought they walked into the wrong movie. Markellis Reagans, yeah. you're a former movie theater employee. How is your movie going experience? <laughs> 
Uh, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, I didn't buy my tickets until what? like later on. And it was weird. Usually when these MCU movies come out, you know, they drop the tickets on sale like a month ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And everyone buys their tickets for that opening weekend. And a theater that I go to is like, mm-hmm. I guess, the most popular one in the area. So the seats are, the shows are always sold out. Like there's always like just seats like in the very front if you can get any seats left. Uh, but for this one, for Thor, uh, there was like, I won't say there was plenty of seats left, but there was definitely a decent amount of seats left for the Saturday afternoon show, which I was surprised. So, uh, yeah, I got tickets and it was, wow. a good, it was a good theater. Got the XD Saturday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it worked out pretty well. I didn't. And those theaters are huge. So, you know, it doesn't matter who comes in. All right. Yeah, we uh, we didn't go opening night. We've been going opening night, like opening night for uh, last few Marvel movies. Right. We went to, you know, No Way Home and thursday and fucking imax and same thing with dr strange uh just schedule wise it wasn't going to happen this time we uh, we just went on a saturday afternoon after janine got out of work um for the most part it was fine uh like like i was telling amanda we had a bunch of uh, late people show up late um and i i just don't get it i don't get it but you know i will say i what what i'm super excited for and I realize a lot of this is because, you know, we just go to movies too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like we go to the mm-hmm. movies too much. I'd be super happy when pause of fury comes out. So I don't have to see that fucking trailer anymore. I will be super happy when nope is out. Not just cause I want to see it, but I won't have to see that trailer anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's before like every movie now. And, and the worst thing is, um, pause of fury trailer is just before everything. It doesn't matter what you go see. Because usually it's like, okay, you go to see a kid's movie and they'll have kid's movie trailers. So, you know, if you went to see Minions, for example, you'd expect animated movies. You go to see Black Phone, you'll expect horror movies. Nope. I think I've seen the Legend of Hank or whatever the fuck that is movie uh, trailer in front of every single movie (laughs) I have seen this year. Every single movie. And I I was telling the kids that. And I walked in and there's a big fucking standee for it. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Just take that standee and, like, destroy it if they'll let you when the movie's gone. Um, <laughs> I <just laid> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually hoping I was going to avoid that trailer when I went to go see Crimes of the Future. But, no, I got every <laughs> single family animated movie trailer and that was it. Crimes I, like, of the literally future. was like, <laughs> I'm serious. I was ready to leave. I was like, am I just in the wrong theater? What the hell is this? I was like, nope. It was like Minions 27. And I was like, wait, I'm seeing like a David Cronenberg movie. What the hell is this? Like, But nope, it started. <laughs> Crimes of the Future is the family event of the year. Amanda. Oh, absolutely. Take all the kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really sick of that trailer, and uh, I, it played, and I was so mad. And then this was the first time Colin saw the new Cinemark uh, Coca-Cola commercial, and he was very upset because it was trash. And um, well, it's yeah. better than uh, they had, where it was just like ice would fall down, and then somebody would go, "Ah, <laughs> it's better than that," because it's people in the movie theater were like opera music's playing, but it's no food flow. It's not even um, fucking. Gotcha. Burger King Kids Club of Diversity sings about fucking Coca-Cola like that one. I mean, it's not even that one. You had like six years of food flow. Let it go. Or no. Let it go. At least. At least. <laughs> yeah. Never forget what they took from you. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, the movie going experience was OK. So I guess we're going to start <laughs> talking about the movie. Non-spoiler. What did you think about the movie? Markellis Rake. I had a great time watching this movie. It's so much fun. Uh, if you, and I think it's 
like Ragnarok, where it's just like, we're just going to throw some jokes and some visuals and some sly sense of humor at you. And, uh, you know, if you're down for it, you're down for it. Uh, as I was thinking about the movie later, I'm like, yeah, I'm having some issues with it. But at the time of watching it, I had a great time, a great rock and roll time, despite my hatred of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> That's right. You hate Guns N' Roses. I forgot that. I do. And man, did they want to torture me with this movie. Holy shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Amanda, what did you think? Um, I think it's important to say that I absolutely love Thor Ragnarok. And I almost, I, I would say I really like Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like this movie. Ooh. I think it's, I think it's okay. And I think it's uh, disorganized to put it nicely. Um, I, I didn't hate it. There was quite a few things I really did like about it, but it's, I don't, I don't know if I would say it's not good. I, I would say maybe it's a meh for me. Okay. All right. So a meh. All right. I can kind of understand where you're coming from on that one. Uh, you know, I'm kind of in, I don't even know. Am I in between you two? Am I not? I'm not really sure. Like, I also, and I'm sure, Mark, you're in the same boat. We all loved Thor Ragnarok. You know? Yes. Mm. But, so I loved Ragnarok. It's in my top five Marvel movies at this point, maybe. I don't know. It's been a while since I've sat down and, and done that out again. But it, it's definitely above Eternals. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> which, which uh, you know, are, sorry, Tangents, Tangents. They just announced today that they're making a sequel to Eternals with Chloe Zhao returning. So, oh, God. Cl- Chloe Popo Zhao is back with... Uh, Fucking Eternals 2. Fake Kelly Reinhardt, here we go. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Eternals 2, this time it's more boring. Um, okay. it, anyway, um, I, I liked it. Like I, 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 it's, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I've been struggling with this since I walked out of the theater. Yeah. I, I liked a lot of yep. it. There were a lot of jokes I thought were funny and that landed. There were some that weren't, but I mean, we'll get into that more in spoilers, but there was a lot of it that was funny. I was laughing a lot at it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that was not necessarily like belly laugh funny, but just like weird <laughs> that I thought was kind of amusing as well. And uh, we'll get into that in the spoilers. But it never felt it felt like two movies playing at the same time. And one was in each eye. Does that make any sense? You had a well, serious was like Ragnarok and you lost an eye. But yeah, no, no. But it was like <laughs> one. And, and I talked about this when we talked about the movie first being announced that the storyline with Jane Gore is not a fun, wacky, goofy, fun time at the movie theater storyline. Like she has got some stuff going on. It is now, but you know, she's she's got some stuff going on. That's not exactly a rip roaring good time. And he's got a storyline. that's not a a good time. And then then you kind of so that's coming out in one eye. I'm watching a movie about that stuff. And then the other eye is watching this movie that's uh, nonstop jokes and goofiness and like people talk. And then in the middle where they're talking about, they stop and, and make a joke that is it almost feels like it's for the audience, but not for the story, if that makes any sense. Um, like when Valkyrie had a speaker again, we're getting into spoilers, but that's just an example of the, the humor. Like they, they're having a, a serious conversation about what's going on in the movie then she pauses to announce that she has a bluetooth speaker and then everybody dances to some song for like four minutes and then it comes back to the movie i i had a sensible chuckle over it but i could see how people would kind of be like this is a lot this is asking a lot so i liked it but i didn't love it and i expected to love it so it was it was it's yeah. weird but i'm not saying it sucks i'm just saying it's weird <laughs> 
that's the best I can do. So it doesn't sound like any of us are telling you not to go see the movie. We're all just kind of got varying levels of pause to it. So let us spoil it. It's the only way to continue to talk about it. Marcellus Reagans, please drop the drop and let us spoil Thor colon love and thunder. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. We're going to go with things we liked. Spoilers are free. Amanda, give me some things you liked about the movie. What did I like about the movie? Um, I think. Can't say that it ended. Hold on. (laughs) Hmm. No, I can't. No, I, I didn't hate it. It's not Eternals, um, which I just watched for the first time recently. I was like, oh, I've been putting this off. I got to do that. Um, I'm so let me sorry. See. <laughs> oh, God, it was bad. Um, I was going to say. Um, so what I liked about it, um, I think if they were going to make anybody actually care about Thor and Jane's relationship, they did it. Um, <laughs> like it, it kind of somewhat redeems them in the other movies that they are both in, Thor and the Dark World one. Um, I, I think everybody in the movie, like, obviously was having a good time and did a great job. So that the cast was great. Um, Christian Bale might have treated it a little too seriously. Um, I thought like he was trying to uh, do something maybe Mad Max ish more than he was for a Marvel movie. Um, I thought it looked great most of the time. Uh, a couple of the jokes hit. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not bad. I just, and, and I liked that it wasn't three hours long because a lot of these types of movies overstay their welcome. But, uh, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it. Um, I think there's some redeeming fun things about it. It's definitely not the worst Marvel movie. I'll give you that. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. It's definitely not the worst one. <laughs> yep. It's not the worst one. All You're right. welcome. <laughs> All right. Mark Ellis Riggins, how about you? Uh, I really liked Chris Hemsworth's performance. Um, I thought he was actually, you know, the script doesn't really require him to do like a lot of heavy lifting, but what it does ask of him, I think he delivers like, like in full. Um, I can't imagine him doing, I can't imagine anyone else playing Thor and he, he's made other movies, but like this, the Thor character, I I think is where he really shines at. So I was enjoying his performance. Um, You don't love him as black hat. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Extraction ain't walking through that door, fans. No, oh, I like Extraction. His performance uh, in it, anyone could have done that. I like the visual style. I thought the Shadow World was pretty cool. I really thought um, a lot of the 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 big battle scene at the beginning I thought was really cool, like visually. Um, I love the scene of the kids inheriting the Thor powers and just fighting an army. That's something that I don't think I've ever seen in an MCU movie. And if I was a little kid, I would be ready to run through a brick wall after watching that scene. I thought that was just hilarious and fun. Jealous Stormbreaker just killed me every <laughs> single scene it was in. Uh, I know it's a it's a stupid, goofy gag, but I don't know. It plays when you lean into it and Chris Hemsworth again, like totally leans into that performance. It, I think it plays hysterically. I loved it. Oh, and there was a recap of all of the other Thor movies that um, Korg did that I thought was fucking hilarious. When he's like killing off the Warriors three, he's like, "Yep, that guy's dead. That guy's dead." <laughs> and I, I enjoyed that, and um, the the flashback of Thor and Jane, it, that the relationship that you didn't see in the other movies, the fact that they put it all in this one, I thought was really cool. So um, yeah, 
Yeah, there's a lot of things that I, I actually did enjoy about this movie. Okay. All right. You know, uh, most of the humor kind of hit for me. I I like Taika Waititi quite a bit, actually. I love Jojo Rabbit. I love uh, Ragnarok. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, fucking amazing. And a lot of the stuff he's like executive produced on top of that has been fantastic. So I like that sense of humor that he has. Um, you're right, Mark, The, the all the bits with the hammer and the – uh, Stormbreaker being jealous or whatnot. Those were all great. Um, I loved um, Heimdall's son. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's just, it was one to be named the Axel instead. Of, that was hilarious. That must have pissed you off, though, Mark. It did. I'm like, come on, man. Well, I mean, his, his original name was Astrid, so I can't, I can't, I can't really like, blame the kid somehow, too much. Somehow Heimdall's son returned. <laughs> did he have a son before of course he did no no <laughs> no amanda do you think heimdall's son axel will be in young avengers yes unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> i did like the sense of humor for the most part i thought the screaming goats were hilarious i don't know if that was uh, a, a positive for you guys but i thought that was funny I loved when the people pawned them off on them. We're like, yeah, these goats are great. Yeah, just take them. See you later. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought for the most part, most of the humor hit for me. Um, I loved Christian Bale in this. He seemed at times, well, he I just said earlier, but it seems at times like he was in a different movie. <laughs> he yeah. was acting yep. uh, in a different movie. Um, Natalie, I didn't hate Natalie Portman in this. and I generally am not a big Natalie Portman guy. Uh, I appreciated the flashbacks. I, I thought Korg was funny. For the most part, most of the humor landed. Um and I loved um, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I thought Russell Crowe was hilarious as Zeus. Did you guys like Zeus in this movie? Yeah, I, I didn't have a Sorry. problem with it. I, I couldn't quite place the accent, but I didn't have a problem with his performance. Amanda, you all right? Was Russell Crowe in this one? He was fine. I, I, I'm with uh, with Mark on the accent. I have no idea what we were trying to do there. But <laughs> but uh, it was fine. I like how lighthearted it was and how we're talking about orgies in a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that he kind of came off like a guy that works at like the Greek place at the mall or something. (laughs) I thought it was funny, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, that's about what I liked. The the things I liked were basically like, it basically felt like Ragnarok, but like cranked up to to a hundred for a lot of the stuff that I liked. Um, But there has to be things that we don't like. So Amanda, I know you're chomping at the bit. (laughs) Give us some things you didn't (laughs) like about the movie. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to dislike it because it's not super serious. And I think a lot of people are going to dislike it because it feels like uh, it's uh, Taika Waititi on steroids and we're just hitting the fast forward button on every possible joke we could do nonstop uh, to the point that it's almost exhausting because it feels like almost every other word is a joke mm-hmm. or something that's funny or his weird style of humor. Um, I really like his weird style of humor from like the movies you mentioned, Joey, like even um, Boy, uh, mm-hmm. one of the first movies he yep. did and um, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep. Um, I, I Like it's the same type of humor, but it just feels like now that we are making a big budget Hollywood movie, just like we did the Ragnarok, I guess Ragnarok was the first taste of it. And we still had a lot of our original style there. Now we're just like running wild with it. And I think it reminds me kind of of like, with Star Wars, George Lucas should have been told no and to stop. I don't feel like anybody told him to slow down. Uh, I think we were just totally just going wild and crazy and it's fast. Um, and it's it, it, it's not appropriate for a lot of the scenes, too, because mm-hmm. the example you gave, Joey, um, where all of a sudden uh, Natalie and Tessa Thompson are just dancing you know, to music for what felt like forever after a serious scene. There's another serious scene with Thor. 
and uh, a friend of his, I can't remember her name, uh, thinking she's dying and he's joking about her arm going to Valhalla. Oh, Sif. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's just I, a lot I, of... You know what? I got I to gotta step in there because she was she only survived Thor Ragnarok because she was too busy to film. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Right. I, no, I, I'm just... I don't know if it's a running joke where she's just going to show up every Thor movie and just somehow miraculously survive over and over again, which I kind of find kind of find funny. But yeah, yeah, I I just think we were doing too many too fast and we didn't ever allow the movie to actually like breathe. And we're just kind of running around from point A to point B. And there's no real I mean, if if somebody were to walk in and just watch this movie and they've never seen a Taika Waititi before or they've been living under a rock and they they don't know who Thor is or they've never seen a Marvel movie. Those people exist. I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't. They'd be like, what the hell is this shit? Like, it's just <laughs> crazy and it's fast and the humor is not for everybody and it doesn't give you the time to really think about it. You know, so there's this doesn't really this can't exist on its own either is another issue I have with it. I think. And just gen- it just feels like a little bit like a disorganized mess. I think there's a lot of really good ideas here and a lot of good things here, but it feels like the rough draft for uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. To be frank, like this is like early stages of planning, and we want to do these things, and we're not telling him, you know, Taika, like, oh, well, we can do this scene and we can do that one. Um, not like, yeah, sure, do whatever the hell you want. That, that's what kind of it feels like. Or we could pay Lena Hetty uh, seven million dollars to be in the movie and then cut her out. Or like... <laughs> Right. That that too. So it just, it just, that that's, it feels like it's a race to the finish line. And I appreciate that it's around two hours long because movies that are big blockbuster fast food experiences, when they hit three hours, I'm like, I'm done. Like, Mm. like there's no reason for this to be that long. So I did appreciate that. Um, But it's just a race to the finish line and there should be some more emotion here and, and, and some things that are a little play out, maybe a little differently and even characters that maybe you would want in another movie. <clears throat> that we kind of just raced through. Um, so that's, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a lot more here. And uh, I think that comes to my larger point of phase four just feels uh, like we don't know what we're doing, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Like, what are we doing? What's the plan? Exactly. Yep. Now we'll get there. We'll get to that question in a little bit. But Mark Ellis Reagans, what about you? Uh, yeah. Once the movie opened up, like the very first scene of the movie is, gore with his dying daughter and i'm like oh well no matter what happens in this movie i'm on this guy's side like i'm rooting for this guy because that was just heartbreaking so if he wants to kill the and he then he, he meets the gods and the god is like yeah whatever so he wants to kill him i'm like all right i'm, I'm team gore that's fine so that i i you know i understand why they did it but it, it just didn't i don't know it didn't set the table right for me for that for the beginning of the movie uh, and then, you know, once he does get the sword, he kind of he does have a good performance. But I think his villain is just pretty generic. Like there is nothing really special about what he does after he makes this claim that he's going to go kill all of the gods. No, you didn't like him uh, in the cage with the kids that. Yeah, like uh, that performance was good. That scene was good. But overall, through the entire movie, it seemed very generic. Like any any villain could have did that scene with the kids. There's mm-hmm. nothing you know, unique about it. Did you get the feeling that, like you said, like, okay, so they set it up as a sympathetic villain, but almost too sympathetic. And then there's almost no weight to what he's doing. Cause we've seen that the gods, Zeus yep. and the guy he killed in the garden are assholes and they don't really do anything. Yeah. So other than the fact that we really like Thor and the Asgardians, what would have happened if he succeeded? <laughs> like, would anything really have mattered? Yeah. See, I, I, I don't know. I 
I understand why they set it up, but I I didn't feel compelled to really follow his storyline through the whole movie. Like after a while, I just I just got bored. It turned into the freaking villain from um, Dark World. Like after a while, you just don't really care what his motivation is. Just punch something and let's see but something with a good blow. Actor. Yeah, with a good actor. I don't know why Guardians of the Galaxy were in this movie. Like I completely forgot about them when I had to think about the plot. Like I know they were there, but did they really do anything at all except for? You know, make an appearance during a battle? Because the last time we saw Thor, he was leaving with them. Right. And I know that if they didn't show them, people would be like, hey, what happened to the Guardians of the Galaxy? But then it's like, oh, here's the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. <laughs> so like, what? I mean, Why are you we- could have done that without even the battle and had a 30 second scene, even with Korg narrating of them being like, you're annoying and like ditching them somewhere. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I, I feel like they were kind of wasted in there. Um, I don't know, though, to be fair to Taika Waititi, I don't know how much of that was forced on him by Marvel, even though I'll get into it when I'm talking. Um, I don't think a lot was forced on him about by Marvel, but I just because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was supposed to have already come out uh, and this may have been resolved in that. But then it got pushed back because of all the shenanigans that happened. So basically we were left with them where we left it in game. Yeah, but, and, but they didn't that set up adventure that you know, beginning adventure, like the the first act of the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie or the first chase of the James Bond movie. Like that first opening scene just didn't really do anything for me with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. It's like a prequels battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it sounds it, yeah, it, it's, it's nice to see that they're all together. Like we know what the cast is going to look like when we get to Guardians three. But I don't know. I don't care why they were in this movie. <laughs> Jane's story, like her cancer story just came out of nowhere. Now, and I understand that, like, Joy, when you said when they were going to be adapting this, you know, it's a serious story. He wasn't sure how they were going to do it. I thought they were going to, I was, I would think that they would, like, kind of ease into it or kind of set it up or something. But it's like, boom, she's dying tomorrow. Well, I got the results back and (laughs) I definitely have cancer. (laughs) I don't remember if they danced to that announcement either. (laughs) No one had a Bluetooth speaker during that part. (laughs) <laughs> so that I felt like uh-huh. there's, you know, there's some dramatic, you know, texture there. There's some, there's a, there's a little room to do some really good drama and they just kind of just, and, and she has cancer and here's the next scene. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So that kind of threw yeah. me off too. Listening to Guns N' Roses was bad enough, but then they throw in Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. Do they, do they want me to walk out yeah. of this theater? What the fuck? So, um. <laughs> It's for all the Thunder Force fans in the in the, uh, in the audience. Oh. So yeah, oh you know, there's things that I could I could pick apart. But as I as I said before, as I'm sitting there with my giant buttered popcorn and I'm watching these scenes of the screaming goats and Stormbreaker, I'm laughing and having a good time. And even the, whatever the second Guns N' Roses song that they played, I was like, oh, okay, that fits. I like that. So it wasn't all horrible. I don't even remember what the second one they played was. <laughs> what, was it Paradise City? I don't know. Uh, probably. I know November Rain was like the end. Right. And I'm going to I'm gonna guess Sweet Child of Mine was the beginning. So yeah, that sounds about right. I think Welcome to the Jungle must have played at some so point. Welcome no, to the Jungle? <laughs> no, uh, no one in a million, unfortunately, right? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Thank God. <laughs> That's the song that makes you not like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did I not like I, I just think that the two parts of the story just didn't mesh to me. And I agree with Mark and I agree with Amanda. It was like and it's tough because 
everybody was like Marvel's a cookie cutter factory and they don't let people make the movies they want to make. And they're Kevin Feige's too heavy handed yep. and like something like Miss uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, for example. Uh, could either of you tell me without looking who directed that movie? Amanda could. Come on, Amanda. I know Amanda could. No, I don't care. It's it's <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> Ryan and, and and Anna something. Exactly. You don't even know <laughs> two random schmoes that we don't even know who it is. And they, you know. They just uh, you guys point the camera over there. We already prevised all the action scenes. Um, <laughs> <Is he> passed. <laughs> that's right. Um, so like it feels like this phase, they're letting people make mm. more of their own movie for better or worse. And uh, we had it for much worse with Eternals, and <laughs> yes, we have it here. It, it, it just feels like they said to take it with TD, like do whatever the fuck you want. You can you're adapting this yes. storyline. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want and walked away, which is cool because I do like I said before, I do really like him as a filmmaker, but it almost felt like it needed somebody to reel it in a little bit. Uh, the jokes were just unending nonstop. And it's a story about Jane dying of cancer and uh, Christian Gore's daughter dies. And like in the meantime, we're all just joking the whole time. Um, but it yeah. was never used as a juxtaposition either where it could have been like, you know, this bad stuff kind of intrudes upon Thor's life as a, like he's just going along being a jokester fucking, you know, life is silly and fun. And then this stuff intrudes upon it. It was more like the jokes intruded upon a serious subject matter and not in a really, in a way that made much sense. Um, and I think that that joke with the Bluetooth speaker is probably like emblematic of all of it. You know, like Jane's in the bathroom. She's dying of cancer. She's got to use the hammer to keep herself safe. She breaks the sink. Uh, Tessa Thompson comes to the door. They're talking about their plans to go fight this guy that's going to kill all gods in the universe. And then we get like and it wasn't like 10 minutes, but we get an extended like just goofy joke Felt in like the it. middle of it. It did feel like it, but it was just it, it just was so out of nowhere. Like, trust the audience. If you're going to do that subject matter, then trust the audience that they can handle it without you nudging them in the ribs every five seconds. Maybe yeah. he's just not the type of filmmaker that wants to do that. Maybe he doesn't want to have that kind of serious subject matter. And then it should have been a pushback way before we ever got to this point of, you know, what? I don't want to adapt to the story. It's too it's too serious. Um, I will yeah. I will say that this and Miss Marvel and we're talking about Miss Marvel on the show in a little bit in another week or two. Um, are really the first adaptations of newer comic stories. Whereas a lot of the stuff we've been watching so far have been adaptations of stuff from 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. This is this gore, the God butcher stuff's like 2015, 2016. Uh, so it's newer comic stuff. So maybe that was the issue. I just, I just think it was just so much jokes, 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 jokes. And when they landed, it was fine. But when they didn't, it was just like, man, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. But I mean, there, there's really not it, it. But it's weird to complain so much because there's not really anything where you're like, uh, it's not like we're talking about like Jurassic World Dominion or Lightyear where I'm like having an existential crisis watching the movie because it's so boring <laughs> and bad. Um, it was fine. And, and for the most part, I enjoyed myself. But I felt like it. I, I think maybe my expectations were just too high, you know? Maybe I was just expecting yeah. this to be a six out of five and, mm. and this is going to be amazing. And, it, you know, it's, it's just kind of blah. It's OK. You know, I had some sensible chuckles and it was fine. And and that was that. It just it just seemed like there was just so much joking 
and it almost gets into I don't remember. I don't know if you saw it, Amanda, but like Zombieland Two. You guys remember that movie? No, I missed it. I, I didn't see it. I like the first one. I didn't see the second yeah. one. Mark, you remember that though, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember it. When it gets to the point where it almost feels like everything is a shtick and like nothing matters to the main characters at all because everything is just feeding to the next joke. Um, it's not, and it's not a comedy. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we're watching. I don't know, like Dumb and Dumber. So okay things being dumb well, or stupid kind of feed into the next joke that's the kind of movie you're watching we're supposed to be concerned that gore is going to murder all gods in the universe and, and at some point it kind of has to turn to be like okay now we're concerned about this like at some point you have to stop making quips and jokes yeah. <laughs> like what's going on is somewhat yeah. serious um, and it just never it, it it just felt like it was always erring on the side of going back to telling an, one more joke one more like nobody would tell him when he's writing the script, like he's writing the script and he's like, all right, we're at the end and this is about to happen. And he's got one more joke. He's got to stick in there. There was nobody to, to reel him back. Be like, you know what? Let, why don't we let this serious subject matter mm-hmm. breathe for a second? Yeah, well, why don't you know, let Jane Foster dying of cancer uh, <laughs> breathe for a second before to, we start dancing? To be fair, you know, they kind of let him do his thing with Ragnarok. You know, compared to the other, the first two Thor movies. And that worked like gangbusters. And then he goes and wins an Academy Award for Jojo Rabbit. So at that point, they're like, you know what, Taika, just do whatever you want. Here's the money. We're just going to be over here. You let us know when the movie is done. So he kind of earned that free reign to do what he wants. Did he Mm. make the balance? Apparently not. But he earned that, right? No, no. And I I will 100% agree with you there because I said flat out once we got Jojo Rabbit, like that's a pass for life for me. That's how I work. If you as a director creative can make three really good movies that I like, you can do whatever you want. James Cameron wants to make uh, Avatar movies until he dies. God bless him. He's given us more than we ever deserved. (laughs) Uh, So but I just, you know, it's such a weird feeling as somebody that loves movies. To be like, man, I really wish the producers had stepped in and reeled back the creatives. <laughs> in the movie. It's really a weird yeah. feeling. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think, you know what, too? Like, Sam Raimi did such an amazing job with the Multiverse of Madness that I was kind of going into this like, oh, maybe they're actually letting Taika Waititi do more. And unfortunately, they did. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you it, see, it's, it's hit or miss. You know, Scott Derrickson yeah. was in the same position. He got to do what he wanted to do, and the, some producers was like, "Maybe you should pull back on that." And he was like, "You know what? Fuck you! I'm out of here." And now we got black. Yeah, phone. Gotta go make the black phone. Exactly. Maybe he wanted like uh, I don't know, like Wong sitting in assless chaps upstairs waiting for uh, <laughs> Wanda to break out of the naughty room or something. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's good. I I don't want people listening to this to think that I'm saying this movie sucks or you shouldn't watch it or it's terrible or anything like that, because it's not. It's just not as good as I thought it was going to be. And it's just frustrating. It's more frustrating than anything when it's working and it lands. It's like I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. I thought when they took even just something silly, simple and silly, like they they flew the goats to that planet that was black and white. And the way it landed, the way they landed and then it flipped and then the, the moon spun around and then they were walking. Like, I just thought that was cool. Like, that looked really cool. Like, I liked stuff like that. I don't know if you guys caught this and I did not. Mm. Janine had to point it out what? to me on the way home because I was laughing at Korg's boyfriend had a mustache, right? I thought that was funny. It just was, was exactly like Korg did a mustache. Did you notice what his name was? Yeah, it's was uh, Dwayne. No. Dwayne. Dwayne the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. I was watching the movie. I thought that was hilarious on the way home. I mean, it's just silly stuff like that is fine. But man, 
I guess we're not getting a China release then if Korg's dating a guy with a mustache. But um, I mean, they don't need to include that piece to have the movie flow either. So. That's right. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it's not as good as it could be. And it's just a little all over the place. Uh, Amanda, you mentioned Phase 4 of the MCU so far. Yes. Are you you're up to date on everything? Have you watched all the TV shows? No, I I liked I liked WandaVision. I thought the Captain America, the Falcon Winter Soldier one was god awfully boring. Oh, Mark. <laughs> uh, it was it was such a waste of time. And then I was like, I'm not going to continue to do this. So I haven't watched any more since then. Okay, I think you might like Loki. I enjoyed Loki, but you've seen most everything. Yeah. And you mentioned it feels kind of listless. Uh, phase four, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because even like um, just as I've I've seen all of the other movies in, in the uh, MCU, uh, just thinking about other phases, it just even remembering a lot of the, the the two extra scenes after the credits, so the bonus scenes or whatever the heck you call them, that they make you wait like 15 to 20 minutes to actually get to see them uh, unless you go online and you use other means to watch them, which is <laughs> normally what I do because I'm not sitting there that long. The Internet um, always provides. Exactly. Um I felt like even those worth were worth watching, whereas now it's just like, oh, so and so shows up, ha ha ha, and who cares? Like, it, yeah. it, it, there there was even some sort of connective tissue there, or something that added to your excitement to the next movie or movies that were to come. Like, there really feels like there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, to 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 make my point, it, and this it doesn't this this yeah. one really felt really self-contained almost too. Like it, like you could have jumped right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you could have jumped from Endgame right into this movie and not have missed a damn thing. Yeah, you're no, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why would you even, yeah. Why even bother with Black Widow? I mean, thank God. And you're like, you don't need to see that. So Florence Pugh is really hot though. Uh, Mark phase four. How are you she feeling? <laughs> or, or when she goes out in a dress with no shirt on underneath. Um. <laughs> there you, go, that's uh, you know, the, the whole infinity saga is a miracle that that happened. Like the idea of connecting all of these movies together and then having it, you know, end with the Avengers is like an impossible dream that they pulled off. And every single time that they did something during that time seemed like an impossibility. It seemed like there's no way that that Winter Soldier is going to work. There's no way that Black Panther is going to work. There's no way that Infinity War and then Endgame would work as, you know, the, the bookend to this entire saga. But they pulled it off. And it's a miracle. And I think people tend to forget that. So once mm-hmm. they did that... It's impossible, not impossible, but it's really hard to duplicate that. So I think taking a road of, okay, now we're just going to let, we're not going to tie everyone down. We're just going to let people do what they want to do. As long as it fits within the little MCU bubble, that's fine. And apparently that's not working either. (laughs) No one seems to like that either. So I definitely think that once San Diego Comic-Con happens, we will get a better idea of what the next step is going to be. But for now, like I said, I'm just happy that we got to Endgame. I'm glad that all of the movies worked, you know, even the Thor movies, more or less, worked up to Endgame. So everything after that is gravy, as far as I'm concerned. All right. You know, I, I've said plan, it before. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it before on this <laughs> like, show that, you know, it, it feels like there isn't a plan. Like right now, there isn't an overarching villain or anywhere we're going. But to be fair, uh, phase one didn't really have a huge overarching story for the most part it was mostly in in credit scene into end credit scene into end credit scene and then it went to avengers like i don't know if it was i think phase three was when it really started to kick up with infinity stones and thanos and stuff really getting connected 
but for the most part, he faced one and two just weren't as connected. And I think maybe we've gone back to that as we establish new characters, but that's just not what the audience wants. Like we don't want that now. We don't need to go back to 2008. Um, (laughs) I I, I just, well, you know, it's tough because I want to see it building to something and it doesn't feel like it is. And a lot of it feels disconnected. So even I know Amanda hasn't watched the TV series, but you know, Loki introduces a multiverse uh, but then they don't really reference Loki or any of the stuff from that in Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man gets like a one line throwaway in Doctor Strange. Right. And then um, and then Shang-Chi happened. But like nothing's even touched on anything that happened in Shang-Chi since. Um, I know his sister was setting up uh, the Ten Rings again. And then they had a message from space coming through the rings. We've never heard anything about that. What was the – oh, the end credits in this were Hercules right. and then – uh, my wife's dream, which is uh, dying, going to heaven, and hanging out with Ildris Alba for eternity. Um, huge... some, I mean, honestly, when I saw that, I was expecting uh, what's her name's arm to be floating around with it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, like I'm, that. I'm, like I'm... we're being that silly and dumb the whole time. Like, right, why I'm, wasn't the I'm, arm there? I'm legitimately stunned that it wasn't. I got to be honest. With you, now that you brought, yeah. I didn't think about it until just now. But now that you brought it up, I'm legitimately like shocked. at you. Yeah, that Sif, Sif's arm was not just floating around out there. Yeah. Right. That was like a Terminator reference and just thumbs ups. Like, yeah, oh like God. the camera pants to the right. And you just see it like wave goodbye to the audience or something like that. Wow. I'm going to get you on the team. Um, yeah, I don't know why Jen has booking dot com like uh, <laughs> thumbnail right. on her computer at all times. But um, <laughs> though I did ask her, do you want to go see Ildris Alba fight lions in the movies? And she's like, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's like, I'll, I'd like to go on a date with him. I don't want to go watch him fight lions in a shitty movie. Like, okay, all right. But I think if yeah. it comes Bond, you have to see Bond movies. Oh, God, don't even start. Please don't. <laughs> watch the, well, I've watched enough Luther to last a lifetime. Thank you. Um, even these, the, at least the Hercules one kind of sets up more Thor. Right. But that didn't set up anything universe-wise. Like, where is Kang? When is Kang coming out and doing it? <laughs> he, he was supposed to be like the big thing. Like we were supposed to get Kang the Conqueror. They, they cast uh, Jonathan Majors as him. Who's a great actor. He just hasn't done anything. I have a question. What isn't up? okay? So I don't know nearly what you do, Joey, with anything comic book related. I'm under the impression aren't Hercules and Thor supposed to like team up and like eventually? Yeah, Hercules uh, was a member of the Avengers for a long time. But when they first introduce okay. him, he, it's kind of like how it is. You know, they're like good-natured yeah. rivals that like are fighting and stuff so i think uh okay. ted lasso will probably fight him and then they'll team up against something else and, okay. but i yeah sure. it, just, it just feels listless it feels listless and then the tv shows feel even more disconnected and and i know there was a kind of a big controversy online i don't know amanda you you and i live perpetually online mark i don't know if you saw it but uh Mark, you do not be jealous. <laughs> That's something that we're proud of, I'm just saying. You know. There was this big thing where like people were like, oh, uh, Sam Wilson is Captain America. And everybody oh, was God. tweeting about it. Um, All angry. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is like it, he is. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. But- uh, what? Where? Where have we seen him as that? For what? 15 minutes at the end of his TV show? That's all we've seen him as Captain America. He hasn't showed up in any extra credit scenes. He hasn't done anything. So, of course, a lot of people still are kind of like, oh, he is. I don't think he is. I don't know about that. In in story, he's in quote unquote in story. He's uh, earned it and then has become Captain America. But from what we've seen, where, where, when was he done? Like they're not nothing feels connected anymore. It almost feels like DCEU at this point. And not in quality. I'm just saying like just feels so disconnected. No, it does. 
Yeah, it does. Like, I was going to bring up that point of, like, this is making me think of, like, how they cannot make a good Superman movie to save their lives. Oh, but they're just touching on all these characters that, you know, average Joe Sixpack is going to be like, who the hell is that? And then, like, it's never, ever going to gain traction and actually grow and nurture some franchise into something much larger. Like, that's what it's making me think of. I was going to say, the saddest thing on, on Earth is that DC can't it keeps saying Superman doesn't work. We can't get Superman to work. We yep. can't figure it out. Meanwhile, Marvel's got audiences in like third world countries losing their fucking mind over Captain America <laughs> of all characters. <laughs> um, and, and, but we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, DC yeah. can't figure out like how to do a, a good natured character. But Captain America, you know, audiences oh. in India burning down the theater in excitement. But okay, <laughs> uh, so Taika Waititi. His next project, Amanda. Oh God, this is this is a subject for Amanda. Holy cow! He's going to direct the next Star Wars movie, Amanda. No, thank you. How do you feel about that? Sorry. And what do you what do you think? I, ugh, I mean, if, if I if I didn't see Thor: Love and Thunder, I was like, I might be like, okay, I might give that a chance. But um, this brings me to I feel like Kathleen Kennedy is uh, currently involved in Phase Four. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, like that's what I feel like with this. I feel like we. How do I say it's like um the the pink hat fans. I'm not a Red Sox fan, but the Joey, you can speak to this. All of a sudden, everybody saying, is a Red Sox fan, and it's like, you know what? No, you're not. Like, my grandfather lived and died, and they never won a World Series. Like, he was a Red Sox fan. Like, so that's what this is making me think of. And it's how I, my opinion, how I feel Star Wars has been treated since George Lucas sold it away. Like, we we don't really know. We, we don't really know what we're doing, but we think we know what we're doing. We, we think we like it because all the cool kids like it, but we don't really like it, and we don't really know what we're doing. Like, I don't know how else to put that nicely. Mm-hmm. That's what Marvel feels like with Phase 4. That's what Star Wars feels like right now to me. I know it's super controversial, I guess, whatever. I just, the magic is not there for me. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't care. Like, the last few Star Wars movies to me have felt like they have taken crappy fan fiction and turned it into a movie. Like, or like a, a horrific, like, extended universe novel and just turned it into a movie. Like, I've, I don't have any any good feelings about it. I mean, I think Thor Love and Thunder, he was completely unrestrained and did whatever the heck he wanted. And that's um, what Kevin same, that's what Kevin Feige running things is. And Kathleen that's what Kevin Kennedy's Feige, yeah. Gonna let him remember exactly. fucking wild. Because those right, guys are seriously. those guys are terrified. They're 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 working yeah. off their back foot, not to use a uh, boxing yeah. uh, euphemism, but they're fighting right. off their back foot at this point. Star Wars is up against yeah. the wall despite Mandalorian yeah. being a hit. You know, Book of Boba yeah. Fett wasn't really well received. Obi Wan did really well viewership wise, but I think there were some cracks and of course the movies have yep. been a mess. So uh, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm a little worried. Yeah. Mark star yeah. Wars, Taika Waititi. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, not to completely bring up the, the, the whole star Wars thing again, but you know, there's 12 star Wars movies, 12 theatrical star Wars movies out of those 12, only there's six, only, three of them are good. <laughs> only two exactly. of them are actually like really good. Only two of them are like the ones that everyone is like, yes. Wait, everybody you know, likes Rogue One, though. No, no, they don't. They don't. I hate Rogue no. One. No, everyone does not like Rogue One. Oh yeah, I hate it. It's, it's garbage. <laughs> hate Rogue One. The Star Sorry. Wars. Uh, Star Wars is like you know like what they did with, with MCU. It's it's impossible to replicate that. You know, it's lightning in a bottle. Star Wars Empire. Yes, every other movie after that someone's going to bitch about it every single movie. So 
like what are they we really like expecting here? Of, well, what? they could get outside of 80 years with the same family on the same freaking <laughs> planet. Like they could get away from that. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot more in Star Wars that they're just not touching. And I mean, and that and what are we doing? That brings me right to Taika Waititi. He, will he make a movie about Jawas in space? Who knows? It could be anything. He can do anything he wants to. So I I'm excited for it um, because it, clearly it's going to take place in the Star Wars universe and it's not going to be connected to any of the movies that we've seen before. So yeah, a, a, a new kid inside of a brand new toy box. I'm excited for it. All right. Well, uh, you know. We, we know how I feel about Star Wars. I'm going to watch it no matter what. So it is what it is. Um, uh, just no Tatooine. No sand planets. I'm no Tatooine. Fake Tatooine. No, no, no Jakku. Uh, no throwing just sand all over the ground in front of the volume screen and everybody walks around in circles. None of that. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to see any more desert planets for a little while. I don't know. I, it's it's tough to say because we just spent an hour talking about a movie where he was unbridled. And But it's almost like, you know what? Fuck it. Just do what you want. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you I mean, at this point. I, I'd, I'd like to see somebody make a, a huge epic scale Star Wars movie that, you know, brings back all the magic and everybody's is all in again. And, you know, the movie theater is packed for days and weeks. But I don't know if that's a th- could ever be a thing again. I just don't know if he has that in him. At least it'll be an enjoyable something or other. At least the very least, it'll be at least an enjoyable couple hours in the movie theater. I don't know if it's going to be perfect, but should do something new and just get away from these franchises because lightning doesn't hit twice. Right. Well, I mean, I wonder if he's in. I mean, well, he's going to do two of these in a row, but kind of like one for you, one for me type of thing. So after he makes the Star Wars movie, he'll go make a million little tiny small movies for a few years and maybe come back and do another Thor movie or something. But we got to score it, guys. We have to score Thor, Love and Thunder, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Amanda, what do you have for Thor? Um, I see. I was going to, well, spoiler alert, I was going to give it probably a worse score initially but then i was like you know what i think i might rank this um definitely it's not one of the worst marvel movies and Mm -hmm. it's i don't i don't think it's i think it's close to being average (laughs) so a 2.75 out of five all right 2.75 we'll take it uh markellis reagan's how about you uh close to average might be my favorite review uh, of a movie about mcu movie put, yeah put it on the put it on the blu-ray box <laughs> close. close to average yeah. says amanda so was i love it i love it uh i had a really good time at the theaters despite all of the other um nitpicks i have with the script so i'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of five all right. I, I am so torn on on how to score this. Um, man, I, I just I don't know because I'm feeling three, but it almost feels too high. Mm-hmm. But two point five is too low. That was my too problem. low. Yes. Yeah, it's better than it's. So, yeah, I guess I have to agree with Amanda. Two point seven five out of five. Yeah. I think depending on my mood and if I saw it a couple more times, it might move up to yeah. a three. Maybe some of the jokes hit a little better when I've got better expectations and uh, I'm sitting at home watching it or something. But for right now, I'm a 2.75. I think if we're ranking it with all the Marvel movies, it's going to be towards the top of that blah middle tier. Uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. not down at the bottom with Eternals or uh, Age of Failtron or any of that stuff. Uh, but it's certainly not way up at the top with like Black Panther or, uh, you know, Infinity War or anything like that. It's certainly not that, but it, it's not bad. It's just not yeah. great. And I think I was just expecting greatness and I, I walked I was expecting a, a grand slam and I got a solid single at the plate. So, uh, yeah, 2.75 yeah. out of five for me. 
Maybe we got it wrong. Maybe we got it right. Let us know. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for you guys. Amanda, where can our listeners find you online? Because you, like me, live online. And uh, what kind of recommendations? You got, you, got, you got? I know you got something. I know you got. You, you watch a lot of movies. I know you got something for it. Don't, yeah, I probably watch too don't many. Don't say The is... Legend of Hank, Pause of Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. The Legend of Hank. Pause it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, you guys can find me on Twitter, uh, WMassLiberty. I'm there, like Joey said, pretty much 24-7. A lot of movie stuff uh, as of late. Um, sometimes video game stuff, um, but uh, the mostly the movies and just uh, dealing with uh, some interesting conversations online. In terms of a recommendation... Um, I don't know. I've been like, a, like Joey said, I'm watching a lot of movies. Um, I really, I don't know if you guys, uh, or any of the listeners are into stop motion animation and stuff, especially that's super creepy and just weird and different. Um, but a, uh, famous, uh, special effects artist, uh, Phil Tippett, um, supervisor pre- or supervisor, special, like visual effects supervisor did creature design, stop motion, all sorts of stuff for like the star Wars trilogy, Jurassic park, Robocop, um, released his movie finally that's making forever um, Mad God and it is absolutely a wild scary amazing time and it's on Shutter, and I highly recommend it alright I did see a trailer for that does not uh, really look like it's my thing but I know a lot of people that I'm friends with like you have saw, saw it and said it was amazing so who knows maybe we're checking out and, it's um, like 80 minutes so oh that's not bad okay um, Mark Ellis Reagans how about you uh, first, I love Phil Tippett. Uh, you know, growing up being a Star Wars fan, that name was definitely uh, something that was familiar to me. So I would definitely be checking that out. That sounds awesome. Uh, so speaking of Star Wars, uh, a gentleman named Kai Patterson made a fan edit of the Obi-Wan TV show. He uh, trimmed it down to a lean two and a half hour movie, uh, which is what I what I wanted. I kind of wish that that would happen so I could have a is DVD. It, it's two and a half hours of flea chasing uh, Princess Leia. <laughs> that's, that's, the woods. That's, that's all it is. Them <laughs> tripping and falling into branches. <laughs> Special appearance by Jar Jar in there. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, oh, boy. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, Everyone had their complaints about the pacing, the story of Obi-Wan, and some guy decided that he was going to make a uh, a movie out of it, and he did, and he put it on his website. So his name is Kai Patterson. If you do a search, you should be able to find it. If you want to relive through Obi-Wan again and see the changes that he made, uh, two and a half hours, I think it might be worth checking out. Is the uh, the whole show just have people hiding each other under long coats? I haven't did you watch it. Obi-Wan? Oh, God. All right. No. <laughs> you'll no, know. I'm when you good. get there, you'll know. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. It reminds me of a lot of the weird Star Wars stuff that's been out there, like the Phantom Edit and uh, the Harmies Special Editions, yeah. these specialized editions. Those are always interesting to watch. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. We've got movie reviews there. There's links to all our YouTube and Patreon content, so check out SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you get podcasts. We will be there. Don't forget our aforementioned YouTube channel where there's hours of free exclusive content there at YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. Adam's been dropping interviews and reviews. 
unboxings, uh, some trailer reactions, even though he hates doing them. I like making them to him because it's funny. And uh, I've been uh, doing some comic book reviews on there as well every week. So lots of cool stuff there. We've got a Patreon. You want to monetarily support the show, throw us a couple bucks and get some extra content. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of Resident Evil Netflix TV series that's coming <laughs> out because Resident Evil has such a great track <laughs> record in uh, live action that we, we definitely need to review that. So, yeah, that, that that's what's going on with the show show that you should check out all those things all those call to actions as the podcast gurus like to say uh what did i recommend uh currently streaming on shutter and on prime video and on netflix in the united states is a thriller slash horror movie called one br and uh you know what i i they approached us to watch the movie <laughs> so full disclosure the uh nice. producer of the movie uh messaged me on twitter and asked if i would check it out and do a review of it and i was like sure mm-hmm. but i'm always taken aback sometimes when people do that because i'm like fuck what if this movie sucks <laughs> i'm like talking to the guy that, like made the movie and i'm like shit like if this movie's terrible how am i gonna like kind of massage this in there's like, always something nice you can say right adam's <laughs> much better at that so if i had watched it and it was horrendous i would have been like adam you have to review this because yeah. <laughs> adam's much better yeah. at it's like it's situating the positive where i'm like this movie sucks ass <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> really good and um i really liked it wow and the best hmm. part about it is don't don't know anything about it just watch it don't I, it's not at all what i thought it was going to be and I think that made me appreciate it a lot more. So if you're into like a thriller or horror movie and you've got Prime Video, Shutter, or Netflix, check out 1BR. Uh, I really liked it. I gave it a four out of five. So which was uh, higher than Thor, Love and Thunder, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we will be uh, coming back at you and reviewing Miss Marvel from Disney Plus. Uh, I'm sure Amanda is, is excited because she's been watching all the Disney Plus shows. She can't wait to hear the review. I'm thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to do it for episode number 414 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, one of the best, the best of the best, uh, Amanda. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. I'm sorry I did not love Thor Love and Thunder. I hope you do, maybe. It's only thunder for you, not love. Um, (laughs) It's just thunder. That's right. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Miss Marvel. Good journey. (laughs) 